Good morning. I'm Harley Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization with your daily update for February 17, 2022. Let me begin by saying that we should all be very thankful that U.S. intelligence once again has been proven to be completely incompetent or deliberately so as their forecast of a Russian invasion of Ukraine on February 16th has proven to be false. This was uh, repeated over and over by people such as uh, Sullivan, by Biden himself, Blinken, uh, Boris Johnson, who had said that the invasion could come at any moment. Uh, and what we're seeing now is that, in fact, the Russians are beginning to withdraw troops because some aspects of their training maneuvers are over. Now, in the midst of this, we had Biden acknowledging reality to an extent in a discussion with reporters at the White House yesterday. Uh, what he said is that, the, first of all, the U.S. will continue diplomatic discussions with Russia. This is important. There's been more diplomacy, more talks in recent days than there had been for years. He said, importantly, the U.S. is willing to put on paper certain security guarantees, which is something which was an insistent demand of President Putin that there be written, legally binding guarantees. Now, what Biden said on this is that these will address, quote, legitimate security concerns, theirs and ours, such as new arms control agreements, new transparency, new strategic stability measures, and others. Now, on some of the specifics, he said, Again, this shows an indication that he is listening to what Putin is saying. He said there will be no U.S. or NATO missiles in Ukraine and no plans to put them there. This is one of the most urgent demands from Putin because of the proximity of Ukraine to Russia and the concern of the Russians that there's very little reaction time if an attack comes from Ukraine. Uh, secondly, he said, we are not targeting the people of Russia. Uh, we do not seek to destabilize Russia. Well, some are trying to destabilize Russia. In fact, that's the whole point of the sanctions and the whole point of the uh, demands for more transparency and democracy in Russia, the attacks around the Navalny case and so on. There, there is a destabilization going, ongoing, including a regime change operation. But Biden said, we do not seek to destabilize Russia. Uh, if that's the case, he needs to talk to people like George Soros and, and people like uh, Tony Blinken. Now, he then said, we have no plans to send U.S. troops to, Ukra to Ukraine if a military conflict breaks out. That's something he'd said previously, but in reiterating it, that's something that's quite significant. And finally, he brought up the collaboration of the U.S. and the Soviet Union during World War II, the joint sacrifices made by both nations. And this is something that has been on the mind of Putin quite a bit in his discussion of why Russia needs security guarantees because of the effects of what happened in World War II with between 25 and 28 million citizens of Russia killed in that great war. Now, then we come to the other side of Biden. He, he reasserted the U.S. commitment to NATO's collective defense, which really has nothing to do with Ukraine because Ukraine is not a member of NATO. 
but he then warned of harsh sanctions should there be an invasion of Ukraine. And he also said he hasn't seen evidence yet of the Russian troops leaving. This was spoken very sharply by other administration officials. Uh, Stoltenberg said, well, we haven't seen anything moving yet. But this is part of the continuing game that's being played with the idea that the West is reacting to Russia's intention to invade Ukraine, which is the evidence for which is that Russia has troops on the border. Note that, as Putin has always said, these are troops inside Russia. They're not in Ukraine. But this is where you see Biden going back to the Warhawk line about the Putin intention to invade. During a press conference the day before with German Chancellor Schultz, Putin made the following comment as to why he seeks written legally uh, binding guarantees. He said, quote, we see the forceful containment of Russia as a direct and immediate threat to our national security. Legal agreements based on the drafts we have proposed would in fact remove this threat. And that's why the Russians are continuing to say that while everything that's being said by Biden is in the right direction, it doesn't get to the core of the matter, which is Russia's concern with the fact that the United States has lied repeatedly, NATO has lied repeatedly, and gone against the agreements and treaties that were made, and therefore they're demanding now written guarantees. And his, on his behalf, uh, Chancellor Schultz at the press conference said that for all Europeans, sustainable security cannot be built against Russia, but only with Russia. So this is moving in a potentially positive direction, still very dangerous, because you have reports coming out that British special forces have been involved in training the most radical of the Ukrainian defense forces, those connected to the National Guard and within that to the Azov Battalion. And these are the crazies who could launch a strike into the Donbass region to try to provoke a Russian reaction. And of course, Ned Price, the lamentable State Department spokesman, has already said that there is evidence that the Russians produced a propaganda film, a fake flag film, which of course he said with no evidence. But that's the potential for an actual attack from the Ukrainian side that would trigger a Russian response. Now, I just want to get to quickly the other generally underplayed aspect of the strategic crisis because there's a direct relationship between the accelerating economic cr uh, crisis and the strategic crisis. Uh, Jeremy Grantham, who we've referred to before, the CEO of GMO, GMO Wealth, has once again come out and warned of the danger. He told Australia's ABC News that the drop in speculative stocks, and here he's talking about NASDAQ, the so-called tech sector, which are down 50% from their high, is, quote, the beginning of the burst, unquote. Now, as we reported yesterday, 40% of the NASDAQ stocks are down over 50% from their 52-week high. That's a significant drop, and that hasn't happened since the period before the 2000 dot-com bust. Now, Grantham, in talking about that, said it does look like the dot-com bust, 
But this time, it's not just the speculative stocks, which are heavily overvalued, but the broad market as well. And he said this will hit the S&P index and the other indexes, uh, largely because the whole system is built on a financial bubble based on cheap credit and an expansion of debt. And the debt is only sustained by the availability of cheap money to the speculators. So this will be part of the discussion that we'll have at our conference this Saturday. The Schiller Institute is sponsoring a conference which will have two panels that will take up the direct interconnection between the financial crisis and the war danger, the drive for the Great Reset and the Green New Deal, which have sputtered and, and, and somewhat slowed down and, and stopped, uh, and the relationship of that to the demands for continuation of the unipolar force of the transatlantic powers to impose their will over nations who will be forced to give up their sovereignty. That's the ultimate driving force behind this crisis. We'll also be discussing the, the Russia-China agreement, the situation in Ukraine. So all of this will be on Saturday, February 19th, beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern time under the title 100 Seconds to Midnight on the Doomsday Clock. We need a new security architecture. And you can register for this at theschillerinstitute.com. With that, I'll see you tomorrow. It's Friday. I'll take your questions. Send them to me at harleysch at gmail.com.